quality time. Quality time. Oh, oh. I just want it so bad. So real. It's right there. Just wanna reach out and touch it before it all disappears. Sometimes it feels like everything is passing me by. Every now and then it feels like my ship has gone and sailed away But I, I gotta be strong Gotta hold on It won't be too long Now the tide is coming down I see the waves flowing Out there on the ocean I know my ship is coming in Hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome to the live episode of the Butterfly Evolution Show. I want to thank you all for tuning in with us tonight. Um, I see that my cousin Latasha is out there. Tasha, if you don't mind because I'm trying, you guys know I'm forever trying something new and I am seriously trying something new tonight with uh with this broadcast, and Rodney is not on with us just yet. He'll be on shortly. But um, if you can hear me okay and it doesn't sound cloudy and it's clear, let me know. Just let me know what you're hearing. So um, you can just text me. Thank you for that. Uh, this is the beauty, I guess, of of doing what we do and, and just technology, the world of technology. So if you don't mind, text me and let me know that, that uh, I hope that everything is good with this process, this new process want to thank you all for tuning in. I do need to open up this chat line. So I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I am opening up the chat room um, right now. Thank you, Tasha. Thank you so much. So for those of you who are listening um, in the chat room, I am there with you now. So feel free to make your comments there, ask your questions, but also feel free to call in using our call-in number, 818-691-7406. Again, 818-691-7406. If you have a comment or a question tonight and you are listening um, by phone with us tonight and you want to get in on this, select the number one, and we will pull you in by providing the area code that you're calling from and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. So be prepared. to get your question and comment out, um, be respectful. And as always, we ask you to be respectful uh, because this world is its just full of so many people. We cannot all think the same, be the same, and do the same at the same time. But our goal, I think one of our goals should always be the same, and that is to respect people um, so that we can get that that respect back as well. So, again, chat line is open, and the phone lines are open as well. Remember, you do have to press the, select the number one, and then that 
that will alert us here and we'll pull you in queue. Be patient with us, especially until Rodney gets on. Be patient with me as well. I'm going to be back and forth uh, on Facebook as well. The event page is there, but you can also post your questions. Send some of you like to do it privately. That's okay. If you have my number, you can also text me. But be patient, but we'll get your, your comments and questions out. I don't plan to be on the two hours tonight. Uh, if Rodney gets on and, and wants to stay on, that'll be fine. But I, I'm just not going to be able to stay on the full two hours as we typically do tonight. I say that all the time, but I do need to, I just need to set some boundaries tonight. I have some things that I really must take care of um, tonight. So thank you all. I want to also, I don't know if we did this last week, but in order to truly promote the change, the transformation that we want to do here every Monday night. Um, I got to keep reminding you of our trash, trash can baby because um, it was so helpful to me when I heard this years, many, many, many years ago. Um, and it sounded probably as crazy as it sounded to you the first time you heard it from us. But we ask that you do this. Um, and I think you have to be a little bit crazy or, or get crazy in order to change, especially in this world today. You have to be your own kind of crazy. Um, and in order to be your own kind of crazy, you've got to know who you are. And you've got to be willing to transform into that person that you know that you are and you were created to be. So you've got to be a little bit crazy. So don't don't feel like it always has to, everything has to feel um like it's it's out of this perfect box, so to speak. Like this is how they say it is, this is how it should be, and this is how it's going to be. Basically, I guess I would say don't accept what the world tries to give us all. So give all of us. So we ask that you move your trash can, preferably one that you visit frequently. Move it. It can be wherever you'd like. Preferably, or it works best, I think, in the same room. So if you're in the kitchen, move it to a different wall or a different area. And then monitor how often, how many times you return back to its old location. Monitor that. Um, I think one of my most favorite stories is uh, Anthony Collins, who said he was dropping he was just didn't recognize or didn't realize that he was dropping the trash, but the trash can wasn't there. And that was one of the most funniest to me. But while, while it's being funny, allow it to also help you realize how often we return back or we do things out of habit. And I'm going to talk a little bit about habit tonight as well. But we do things just because we're so used to doing it. I still to this day will get into my truck sometimes, and because I, I go one way the most, I can need to go. I can, my, my um, intent when I leave my house and get in my car is to go the opposite way. But because, for the most part, I go left when I leave. So I automatically do so. And we can, if we don't monitor our thoughts, first, if we don't determine who we are and be willing to be that person, we can get, and we've talked about this, in automatic mode. You don't want to be in automatic mode not knowing where you are. It's, it's like trying to fly an airplane or, or starting your day out, like, I'm going to fly this airplane today with nothing, 
no training, no reading. There's, there's, there's no way that you're going to successfully do it in a timely manner before you crash. I'll say that before you crash. Um, so to be really, really smart and have some sense of that already. So I think that's the one thing we're missing in this world is identity with self. I wanted to say of self, but identity with self. Connected. Are you connected with you? Have you accepted you? Have you acknowledged who you are, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then moving from that point? Or are you, even within, in talking about love, are you expecting someone else to validate who you are, to tell you who you are, to prove to you who you are um, by the way that they love you or not love you or respond to you or not respond to you? I think we find it so easy to go after people who, um, and I'll speak from, from, from a standpoint of a woman. I know I've, I've had this conversation with, with friends, with strangers, women, um, and with guys as well. Why do, why do you ladies always say it's no good men? However, there, there's plenty of good men, um, but some of you seem to pass them by, and then when you get, I've heard this, you, you get uh, married, divorced a couple of times, a couple of kids, you want the good guy. Um, and I'm not always saying we reject the good guy because he is the good guy. However, I do that it's, it's, it's greater um, percentage than not. And I think that rejection comes from a sense of unworthiness. Now, there are always going to be some things, whether he's good or bad, that, that is just not for you. But how often have you recognized he or she is just not for me. There's some things. This is a great guy, great woman, but I have my list. I have my list of things that I cannot bend on. And that comes from knowing who you are and what you want out of life. If you want the white picket fence, if you like staying home um, better than, more than going out, um, if you are a peacemaker, if you, if you like peace in your home, then the Hellraiser or the drama, drama queen or drama king is not going to work for you. So it may not matter or should not matter if he's a great guy or, or what, if he's the, the good guy, so to speak. Um, and that also goes back to not allowing the world to dictate the who, what, when, um, how, and where. It goes back to that as well. So. Tonight's topic is rejecting love or being love. So rejecting love or rejected being love. And I want to read the episode info that I posted out there for this show. It is said that we are not afraid of love, but afraid of not being loved back. Do you begin new relationships with a positive attitude and with thought that this time love will be different. The newness of the relationship makes you feel more comfortable and therefore you are open to generously showing respect, maybe affection, and communicating about everything, even the smallest and seemingly unimportant things. But suddenly things begin to change and all bets are off the table. One or both of you become fearful of falling for love or in love and the possibility of being hurt. Just as quick as you opened up, you began to shut down. A simple hello or good night becomes difficult to express. 
No more I love you or I miss you. The respect, the affection, and communication disappears. If this is your life, maybe you are like the majority of society, and due to the past pain that you buried alive, you reject love and, and all that is good for you before you allow it a chance to manifest. That's talking about allowing the love to manifest. So I found myself at one point in my life, I found a lot of me in in that uh, that I wrote, and it's, I started to kind of question um, my own life, as, as I have been a lot lately. Um, there's so many reasons I feel that we do reject love, but the, the, the most, I believe, is out of pure fear, not of that love, but as I said in the episode info, of not being loved back. So fear of not being loved back, which is the same, I think, as, as fear of being hurt. So that's a question that you have to ask yourself and of yourself. You'll have to figure out, and this, this means that you don't have to go back and research, where am I now? How do I begin the relationships? Am I all in? Am I willing to say, hey, I miss you? Am I okay with making that phone call or that text to say, hey, miss you, what are you doing? You want to do something tonight? Am I okay initially with that? And if I am, why does it change? Why? I feel that if we would reverse this thing and do less in the beginning and more as we progress, then we might be a little bit better off. I remember being in a workshop, um, and this was a workshop uh, I was doing for, and it was men and women, and I'd say probably the youngest in there was probably 30. Um, And I said that I think men should start out taking taking us to Mac, and I think I've said this on the show, but we should kind of go, we should do picnics or McDonald's or KFC before we do the steaks and the broccoli and the asparagus and all that. You know, I'm just kind of naming some of your more expensive meals. But I think we try to go to 100 without starting at zero. Because if you if you're really honest, a new relationship is zero. We're both we both should be leveled off at zero. Who are you? And then, and then letting them know who you are really so that you don't get to that point where you have given all of these things because just because it's a new relationship, not because you really know who the person is or um, is this the person for you. It's just because that's where we want to start. Everything has to be right now, right now. And I think that gets us to a point where we, we've been hurt so many times because we've missed the mark. Now the very thing that we're chasing or we want is the very thing that we fear, love. Because I think we were all created and want to be, especially ladies, we want to be somebody's baby. No matter what, she's crazy, she flips out on me sometimes, but that's my girl. I choose her just as she is. I'm not saying that men don't want that as well. However, I do think they should want it in a different way. A man will have to speak on that. But I think we all want that. We all want. And and, and for ladies, it's different. It's different on another level um, because 
I won't. I don't want to get off off this subject, but because of our daddy issues, men have the same issues. But for ladies, I think that initial rejection of love sets this sets us on this journey. Almost, if we don't stop and attend to it, recognize it, attend to it, and seek deliverance by any means necessary, if we don't do that, the older we get, the worse we get, or the worse we are at loving and being loved. And so what I think we will do is we will be great starters. We'll start off great. But as soon as we think my emotions, my heart, I'm becoming vulnerable, I'm missing this guy, um, I won't, I could see myself being into this guy, we stop. Not because we don't want it, not because we are not ready for love, but we're not ready to be hurt again. We're not ready to be broken. We're not ready to be rejected. We're not ready to be lied to. Not realizing that for every great love, there's always, always going to be some great pain. Because if he never hurts you, he's not promised to you. God can decide to call him home. So it's never really up to us. But I do think that we're missing out on so much by, um, by rejecting love by sabotaging our relationships, um, by not really being honest with ourselves about how we feel about love. Because it's not, a, it's not really a matter of do you re- reject love or reject being loved. It's how often and why, and more so why. And I do feel that that comes back to just being fearful of being hurt. I want to also... Remind you, and I know we've not said this in, in a while, um, there is something we used to say, I believe, every show about sowing a thought and we reap actions. And we sow an action, we reap habits. And habits we out of habits, we reap character. And then our character becomes our destiny or it leads us to our destiny. Why do I want to go there tonight? Because these are actions that we are putting into relationships based on our thoughts of relationships and love always ending in disaster. Never works. There are very few people that I can tell you that I know and have had an opportunity to be around where love has seemed to work, where marriage has seemed to work. Very few. Even within my my family, very few. And I think it's a huge difference in just being in that marriage, I think it needs to work. I think it needs to produce joy, peace, connection. It cannot just exist. Just It cannot, it should not, it should not. Because there are a lot of people who are truly existing, who have just decided, well, cheaper to keeper or um, not going to get any better or I might as well stay now or I'm going to stay, but I'm going to do what I want to do and all that. To me, to me that, that, that you might as well reject it. That's just my opinion. Definitely not telling anybody to, to leave or do 
get out of whatever situation. But I, I mentioned early on that we must know what, what works for us. He could be a great guy. My thing is peace. I hate drama. I hate drama in a relationship because I feel like it comes with it. It, it, it kind of comes with the territory because you have two people, hopefully two whole people, two whole people who are coming together as one at, at some point in time in the relationship when you get to talking about love, that they're, they're combining their worlds and their lives, um, meaning that sometimes you're going to pick and choose. You're going to you, you're gonna have to pick, not sometimes, you're going to always have to pick and choose your battle because, it cannot be just about what you want, how you want. Um, my thing would be it cannot always be this clean. Like I would have an issue getting, I could not, I could not do um, a messy guy. I just, I could not. It would drop. I already know that would be a deal breaker. Down the road, one day you're going to come in and all your stuff is going to just be outside because it was on the floor. I know that. <laughs> so, why would I, why, if I go into your, and I've actually did this. I'm probably telling a little bit too much. But I, I remember um, years and years and years ago, I met a guy, and, and I took a, he was having a barbecue, and I took a friend with me, and I went over. Uh, it was no other day, and, and the house was just filthy. And I thought, my God, if, you, if you're okay with having a barbecue like this, what would life be without, you know, in private, be with you in private? And I came up with, you know, I wasn't so so straight to the point at that point, but I came up with this story, a bad story too, like an emergency story. I got to go. <laughs> Never talked to him again. It, but it wasn't a need. It, it was a need because I know that is a deal breaker for me. You know, you could be the greatest guy, the richest guy. That is a deal breaker for me. And I cannot settle on that. And that's what I mean by, and, and that seems small, but how often, ask yourself, how often do you settle for things that you just know that you know that you know is not your character? I just said, you sow a thought, you reap an action. You sow action, you reap habit. And habit, we reap character. I love, there's a quote, and I believe it says, we are, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellent, then, is not an act but a habit. So what we think turns into action. And... Our actions become habits if we don't, like with the trash can, baby, if you don't get in control of your thoughts, we're going to have those thoughts, but you have to put the action behind that thought. You have to choose action behind that thought. The same with your relationship and rejecting love. You have to make a choice. I'm going to give this a try. I'm going to be a great starter, but I'm going to also be an awesome finisher, even if I get hurt, no matter if I'm hurt or not. Because, again, he could be the best guy, never hurt you, do all things right, but it could just be his time to go, leave this world. You're still hurt, but you've had a different experience of love. What, what will that do after you over that pain that at least will allow you to say that it is possible, that I don't have to fear loving. I don't have to fear being loved. Because it is possible, and I and I think to have that kind of love for one day is better than having the wrong love for a lifetime. 
that's that's how much I feel love is um so I guess so important. That that's how important I think love is. To have it for one day and to know you had it. To know that again, ladies, that you were the one that he chose. And that he was going to fulfill that choice. It's just that it's worth the chance. However, we have to make better choices up front. So, again, I say it's not if we reject love, because at some point in time I think we all get up up and down in a place to where, yeah, we reject the good guy or the good girl or whatever. But I think that comes back to what's going on in your life. We have so many things that we have buried alive. And what, what imagine if you bury someone alive, it's going to be hell for a while until that dies. The only difference is the things that we bury alive within us, they don't, they don't die unless you decide to kill them. And the way you kill them is address them. We want the easy button. We want to push the button that always makes us happy, the button that we want to push so that we don't, don't, won't have to deal with things. But we can't always do that. I want to read a quote. Um, let me find it here, you guys. And I've read this here before. Um, it's the reality of fear. And rejecting love or being loved is really about fear. Like I said, it's, it's, it's how often and why you do it. I feel it's all out of fear of not being loved, and of being hurt. Um, So the reality of fear, you are not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in it. And I know we're not talking about dark, but this is relevant. Everything um, that I'm saying tonight is relevant to help you get to see, I guess, where you are. You are not scared of the dark. You're scared of what's in it. You're not afraid of heights. You're afraid of falling. You're not afraid of the people around you. You're just afraid of rejection. You're not afraid of love. You're just afraid of not being loved back. You're not afraid to let go. You're just afraid to accept the reality that she or he is already gone. You're not afraid to try again. You're just afraid of getting hurt for the same reason. And there's a couple of those, and I'll start with the last one. You're not afraid of of trying again. You're just afraid of getting hurt for the same reason. Well, what is the same reason? What is it? Could it be that you're that great, again, starter, and then this guy has seen some things in you that was on his list of things I need because you are that great starter, you're patient, you're kind, you communicate, um, you're affectionate, um, all those things. But then, because you get fearful, you shut down and you stop doing those things. How many of us can say that it gets greater later or we do more later? It goes back to that starting at 100 when I think we should gradually start, work our, work our way up. If I had the chance to raise a young man again, I would, those little girls would get McDonald's and Taco Bell or picnics 
you'd have to save the steak and the asparagus and all that for your fiance and wife. I would teach that. And it's okay to splurge every now and then, I guess, but don't start there because everybody should not get the best of you. Like your wife, the person that, or your husband, the person that you choose to do life with should get the bulk of your goodness. All of your goodness, I'd say, but the bulk of your goodness that you developed into that husband, that wife. You're not afraid of love. You're not even afraid of being hurt because it, it would hurt you more not to take the chance of, of loving this guy and being hurt than it would to not. So, again, the question, do you reject love? And if you do, how often and why? Have you let some good guys go? Have you let some great girls go because of your fear? Have you accepted some guys because you kind of just, I hate to say settled, but but I think we also accept um, people in our lives uh, in a way, and I hate to say this, but because we know deep down it ain't going to work. This is temporary. And that sounds so crazy to say, but I think it takes more fight and more guts to be with someone that you know is going to challenge you to love. I mean, and so when I say love, meaning we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, if we live a lifetime, we're going to die old together. One of us is going to die and we're going to be old, but we're going to be together. I think it's, 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 it takes more from us. For those of us who are fearful, and you got to ask yourself, why am I? What has happened in my life? What have I buried? Am I angry with my father? Am I still afraid of being rejected um, again? And I still say for, for most women, uh, we've experienced some of that for the most part. I think the great majority of women start out fearful of love because they've already, they already feel rejected. I won't say they've already been rejected. They already feel that they have um, because a lot of things are sometimes about feelings. Like now when, when, when I, I read this somewhere, but ever since reading it, if I'm if something makes me cry, if I'm if I'm feeling some kind of way and I'm and I'm in my emotions and my tears, um, sometimes we get caught up in the crying, so we really miss out what has made me. What is it in this that has hurt me and brought me to this, these tears? And what do I need to deal with? And if you don't deal with those things, you will reject people who really have a desire and an ability, the ability to love you that lifetime, whatever that lifetime is. So I put so much emphasis on it's not a matter of if you do, because at some point I think we all have and we will. But it's why and how often, more importantly, why. Because if you figure out why, the num- you won't have to figure out how often because you'll start to, be more mindful of your why and how do I change this why. 
I am going to check the chat line. You guys, uh, the phone lines are open. If you want to get a question, if you have a comment, now is the time. I say the chat line is open, but you guys, I don't think it's open. Try this again. Just a minute, you guys. I certainly do miss Rodney. This is usually his baby. Okay, it was not open, so I am so sorry for those of you who are out there. I am so sorry. So it is open now. Um, so sorry about that. And I'm going to check Facebook. Okay, so we're good to go there. Um, go back and check the phone line. You guys are out there. You got to press the number one and talk to me tonight. We got a full house tonight. Thankful for that. See some some people that are back and haven't seen you out there for a while. So welcome back. A couple of you I haven't seen for for a while. Um, Atlanta. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Atlanta is our is is I think one of our where we have the most listeners. Six seven eight and seven seven zero four zero four. I think that's yeah. I think that's who it is. Um, but I want to. But before, and I'm not going to be on long. Hopefully, Rodney will will join us here shortly. Rodney had his Christmas party tonight, and I think a basketball game as well. So he is not going to. Um, well, you guys know he wasn't going to be on with us to start, but he's going to try to to log on here shortly. But if not, I am going to cut it short at 9. So that's, again, if you do have questions, if you do have comments, go ahead and get them in because if Rodney does not get to chime in with us, I'm going to get off um, 9 or just a little bit after. I can't do too much more after 9 o'clock. So phone lines are open, and so is the chat line for sure. I am seeing you there. So I, wanna, I want to go here as I work to bring it um to a close, and a, and a number of this is going to be repeat because, again, this is about you and not not the, the guy or the girl that that you are rejecting um, or that you're being rejected by because we all have to be willing to admit and fix ourselves first. And that's what I meant by, by two, whole, two whole people coming together as one. So often we have two halves coming together, and half, one half and one half, you're going to get, you're just going to get one. And then I think then somebody always feels like they're giving more and they're getting less. And that causes people to stop as well. You, you start out with all those great contributions um, in the beginning, but when you're not showing up complete, as complete as you can be, we, we, we will never... I think, always be where we should be. We, we should always be open, which is what Butterfly Evolution is, is about. We should always be open to transforming and changing. And that means that you're going to have those growing pains. You're going to grow. And growth hurts. Change is difficult. There, there's so many days, I, I, I think, I see why people, very few people, truly, truly choose this journey because it is a difficult process. However, I would not change it for the world. I would not go back to the mindset that I once had 
to the fear that I once had. I would not change it. And I'm not, I, I'm not nearly where I want to be, nearly where I want to be, even in relationships, even in, even in exploring relationships. I'm, I'm so not there. So if you think this is that I'm, I've made it and I'm giving you all this great advice, no, no, haven't made it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm so impatient. I've said so many times, just told my friend the other day, I should look into just like the nun ministry or just going off somewhere, doing some, some, some kind of work way over where I would have to deal with the relationships. Because I'm just, I'm impatient with it. I see and I, I, I go. And I'm just like, whatever. And that's not good. Because that's not what I want. That's, that's, that's not good. But what has caused that? I've allowed, I've allowed things and people in my life that that didn't deserve me, and 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 I've rejected some people that did. Because when it when it appears again, like I said, when it appears that this could be this this perhaps could be the thought of well, what if I. What if I think it is, I give it a shot, and it ends up not being. And sometimes it's better for the person that you know or that you expect it from to give it to you than it is for you to go to someone who you think, hey, this is possible, and then you get the same thing. So we have a caller. Oh, you guys, I miss Rodney. I'm so not. Okay, we have a caller from 504. The last four digits is 7037. Caller, you on the air with us? Hey, what's going on? This is Trent. Hey, what's going on? This is Trent. Hey, Trent. How are you? Can't call him ice ball. I'm great. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can now. There you go. Can't call him ice ball again. Tell us what you mean by that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if I I, I call it, I'm ice ball. I call it, I'm ice ball. Okay. Okay. What's going on with you tonight? Bad energy. Bad energy. Everything's good. Everything's good, man. Can't complain. You going to update us on the game? (laughs) Rodney's not on, so no. Rodney's not on. I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) 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 He's not on. Great great topic, though. Great topic, though. Great topic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Much needed topic, for sure. Question. My thoughts are that. Um, My thoughts are that. Um, I actually have a thought. I don't have a well, question. I have a thought. I don't have a but question. But I think that. Uh, hold on one second. I think we're getting a little feedback. I think we're getting a little feedback, Tanny. Okay. Because I could actually hear myself going twice. I could twice. actually hear myself going twice. Uh, I can only hear you uh, just just clearly. So, yeah, are you on your okay. speakerphone? Right. Okay. Right. No. 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 Okay. I work, yeah, I, I, I work I don't through it. That's fine. I work through it. That's fine. Yeah, so my thought on yeah, that so is, uh, you know, people is, uh, love, you know, people definitely love based on their past experiences. Past experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it be good or bad. Yeah, whether it be and, good or in bad. Most cases, in most cases, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, they're dealing from, um, dealing you know, from, past pain. You know, past pain. And we tend to reject love. And we tend to reject love. Thinking about that past pain. Thinking about that past pain. Well, Trent, why do you think we continue to? Um, choose 
those that will bring us that kind of pain that keep us from from experiencing the love that we truly desire. Because that kind of pain that surfaces and, and sticks to us, um, I don't think it's just a one-time. It could be, but I don't think it's just a one-time thing that it's happened enough to 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 make our thoughts um, be about love doesn't work, marriage doesn't work. You know, I'm just going to shoot the bull mm-hmm. with it and, and cool. see what I get. Uh, again, I think that we, you know, I think that we, you know, the bigger issue is, the bigger issue uh, is a ton of folks don't tap into uh, themselves, tap into themselves and, deal with the issues and deal with the before issues before accepting love and, accepting you know, love and, all that stuff. Because most of us make those decisions after the sweat drive. Tell the people what you mean by the sweat drive because some people are not going to catch that. Just be, just don't keep it real tonight because this is, this is adult well, I mean, information. Most, well, I mean, most, 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 most folks. Men, folks, men, and women, men, men and women, they make their decision as far as a relationship after penetration. As as relationship penetration. Mm-hmm. And that's a horrible decision. And that's to make a horrible it. decision to make. Because uh, you're, totally you're, you're mixing those emotions. You're, you're mixing those emotions. And... That's what I meant by going to even, I know I referenced it meaning like for food and, and just starting out giving people so much of yourself, that is mm-hmm. one of the main things. Mm-hmm. You know, once the sweat dries, like he says, then you are all caught up, especially if you enjoyed it. You're all caught up, you know, in into the sweat, so to speak, or the yes. action. Um, yes. And you are, you are into this person based on what he or she can do for you in bed. And then one day when you mature yes. and you wake up and yes. you realize, I'm going to have to love this guy or this girl outside of this bed. What do I do now when I barely like it? I'll give an example. I'll give an example. Since we this, you know, since we're adult show here. Adult show here. It's a friend of mine I've been known for. It's a friend about, of mine I've been known for about. It's about three. It's about three. About three years. About three years. I went up to see this, uh, this young lady. This, and, uh, you know, this young lady. And, you know, conversation was great. Everything was good. Conversation was great. Everything was good. Ended up in the same bed together. Ended up in the same bed together. Completely naked. Completely naked. Nothing ever happened. Nothing ever happened. That woman has always been on my mind. That woman has always been today. on my mind until today. Never had a relationship with her. Never had a relationship with her. So it's possible. So it's possible. You know, but, you know, but with that situation, the circumstances uh, got in the way of that. But... It's actually possible. But you have to be adults to actually handle that type of that type of heat. You know what I mean? Right, right. Okay. They people are texting me saying that you do have an echo, so it might have been on my end. I disconnected my speaker and just see if that goes. And then we have a okay. caller that's trying to get in. All you have to do is select the number one. And somebody tell us if if this is better. If you can, Trent, can you talk? Yeah, I can more actually. As I bring. Yeah, I don't hear myself twice anymore. Okay, okay, great. Yeah. Then it was, I guess it was my speakerphone here. Um, so to get in, you guys, you just select the number one. Push your number one, and that will allow me to bring you into queue. Um, and I'll check for that. While I'm doing that, I'm going to check the chat room. We're good there. And I'm going to check my. Well, it's a great topic, though. Like I said, I'll leave you with this. Um, like I said, you know, based on, uh, you know, people uh, love differently based on their past experiences. 
And nine times out of ten out of most cases, those experiences that we resort back to are the painful ones. So that's what makes us kind of reject love in the uh, in the end because we're constantly thinking backwards instead of moving forward and, and thinking of what could have and what could be instead of saying this could happen or, you know, I'm not sure I'm getting this, you know, this weird feeling in the, in the top of my chest, bottom of my stomach, the type thing, and, you know, hey, that just might be some gas. Move on with it. Let's get on with it. But most of us are afraid right. of um, – most of us are afraid of, of, of someone actually loving us right. And, hey, that, that, there may very well be a guy there that could actually love you right, but you have to open your heart to that. Right. And sometimes, and I'm going to go ahead and bring our, our next caller in, but as sometimes, too, I think we want to avoid the facts, meaning that our past experiences and our past pain, sometimes it's things that you could have avoided because, there are always, in my opinion, there are always signs. But like you said, you're already caught up in the sweat now until you're blinded um, yeah. or you, you pretend to be blinded to some of these things. So let's bring in another caller here. And Trent, whenever right. you right. bring in 901-2002, the last four digits. Caller, you're on the air with us. Hey, hey, Miss Tammy, how are you doing? Hey, 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 how are you? I'm good. This is Darren. Hey. I didn't want to give your name out until you said it first. How you doing, Darren? <laughs> That's all good. <laughs> uh, good. I called in, you know, to support you. I appreciate the, uh, sending you sending me the information so I can support you. As you know, I'm, uh, we have uh, similar ministries as uh, I do work with singles as well. And uh, and uh, I, I, was that guy's name Ron? That was just on the call. Trent, he's he's still on Trent. with us. That's Trent from okay. yeah. Trent, yeah. He said great stuff, and it's amazing some of the things that you all said. Nobody told me, but by prayer, I heard some of the same things echoed, you know, by Holy Spirit. So uh, you guys are hitting it dead on, and uh, uh, as it pertains to y'all, call it caught up in the sweat. But the Lord showed me this some years ago, because um, I asked him. You know, I was in the marriage. I was. A marriage that failed after about 16 years. Of course, it was before then, but on paper, you know, I was I was, I was married. But and uh, when you've been in a relationship that long, and you, now you got to start trying to learn how to be single all over again, you know, it's uh, it's it's a it's a hard transition, uh, you know, to be able to do that. And one of the areas, uh, particularly if you are professing salvation. Um, and you're trying to abstain things of that nature. Uh, one of the challenges I had, you know, of course, was being able to to not get caught up, you know, as you all said, in the sweat. And I I, I just got real with God. I'm like, man, why is that so wrong? <laughs> you know, you put it here, you made that particular, you know, uh, interaction between two so good. Why is it so wrong? So this is what the Lord told me, and so and I'm not teaching you guys anything, but just letting you know, nobody told me what you you guys have already maybe figured out, and and you've been able to tell others. So it's just the same thing. But oh, the Spirit told me this. He said, take away the sin factor, forget about the sin, because you guys pay more attention to the sin anyway. You know, because the more sin that we actually are conscious of, the more sin that we produce. So forget the sin. This is why you shouldn't do it. And the very reason why uh, that he told me was 
this is what sex does. Sex blinds you of the things that you don't like about the other person, but you never know it because it's hidden behind that event that you so enjoy, that moment that you so enjoy. Say that one more time, Darren. Say say that that one more time. Sex blinds you from the things that you don't like about the person, but you don't even know it because you don't give their relationship a chance to explore it. Hmm. So I said, good Lord Jesus. So whenever you there is no law, your flesh can't really rebut against. The, your, our flesh only rebuts against the law. Whenever there was a law present, you know, you think about the 613 laws that were written, and I know this is not necessarily a gospel show or nothing like that, but this is my final uh, w- w- word of authority or the final authority of my life. So this is why I go by. This is how I measure things by, which is the word of God. To me, it's the only, it's the only infallible truth there is. So based on that, you know, we look at when we approach these uh, uh, relationships and we get caught up in, in, in the sex thing, you know, we're not really giving our the relationship a chance uh, to uh, show itself, you know, the things I don't like about you, the things you don't like about me. You know, but when we hit that one button that we both really, really enjoy, we'll like, like uh, Trent said, we'll base the whole relationship off of that. And now, here's another thing, and I want to say this, and I want, I want to take up time, a whole lot of time. I want to put this out there. Uh, you know, I'm I'm a couple of years away from 50, maybe a year and a half away from being 50 years old. And here's here, here's a, a issue that I that I have when you talk about are you rejecting love. I think this is a fantastic topic. I wish you would come out and hang out with us on the 17th. You know, we're having our single offline party. Uh, this, this would be the first. You have to, yeah, yeah, Darren. You'll have to tell people about that. I had sent you. You, I don't think Facebook is really working for us because I heard you say that. Um, thank you for the invite, but I always invite you. And I sent you a message about your event about two weeks ago to ask you where could people go to find out about it. So post that on my page, and I'll I'll let it go through. But I think we're okay. missing each other on Facebook. So tell okay, the people that, finish what you were saying and make sure you get that out there too. Okay, sure. Um. So I'll go ahead and tell you, the event is on the 17th. That's this Saturday. We're going to be at Perion. Uh, you know, black folks call it Paragons, but it's, it's Perion, like like Don Perion, like the Champagne. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. 2818 Coleman Road in the Raleigh, in the Raleigh area. Beautiful facility, great food. Uh, so you guys can come out. We'll be there at 5 o'clock Saturday. Uh, that's this Saturday, 5 o'clock. Things hang out. This is we're not doing no speed dating and all that other stuff. You know, that's wacky to me anyway. I mean, y'all do that. That's fine. Whoever does it. But we just want to do what we're doing right now, but we just kind of want to do it over dinner and just face-to-face and have some conversations because a lot of times we women get in their little groups and think that they got men pegged and men get in our little groups and we think that we got men, women pegged, and we both be wrong because we don't know everything. And like Trent said, and I agree, you know, uh, we are the sum total of what we're exposed to, and oftentimes we love or we base love based on our past experiences, you know, and so, and, and we shouldn't do that. <clears throat> uh, but I wanted to say, being almost 50 years old, when I'm coming across women in my age group, and you're talking about rejecting love, the issue that I have, and the issue that a lot of men have, because, you know, I have some of these same discussions that you're having, and I talk to a lot of men. Is the fact that women of our age, in our age group that could be within 
uh, five years plus or minus of our age, they approach relationships defensively because they have already been hurt, probably mm. have had two to three major hurts already. So you figure when you start getting in, in the dating scene as an adult, and we'll call it from age 21, because anything less than that, you know, it's maybe just still kind of the high school butter, you know, butterflies in your stomach type situation. But let's just base it off of 21. And you start dealing with a, a woman from from uh, uh, who's 40, 45, or 50 years old, you know, and she's been dating since 21, perhaps been married once or twice and still dating after that. By the time she does get to a trend or she gets to somebody uh, like me who have values, who have a relationship with God, yeah. you know, who have men in their life, like me, I have men, uh, uh, men in my life that hold me accountable, that hold me to standards, and these are things that I'm preaching to men that I come across. You know, great I'm point. Not, yeah, go ahead. That's a, that, that's a great point, brother. Great point. And to add to what he's saying, Tammy, um, let's just be honest. You know, women in, in the span of a lifetime is gonna gonna encounter four to five gentlemen. When I say gentlemen, I mean good men. There's a difference between the average man and the gentleman. A woman is, is is going to encounter at least four to five men in a lifetime, and she. But you know, unfortunately, she won't recognize that because her nose and head's clogged up from all the BS that she's actually encountered. Like the good brother said, from the age of sixteen, seventeen years old. Now we're talking about a forty-five-year-old woman talking about finding love and you know and rejecting love. That's deep, man. That's a lot of that's a lot of pain. That's a lot, and that's a lot of work. That is being used yeah. on us un- unknowingly, subliminally, unconsciously. That Trent and uh-huh. I, men like, and I'm saying Trent and I because we represent those men who are on the call, is that we got to actually, you know, it's there, there's an expectation for us to handle that. And we're at an age, you know, we're looking at, reti- we got retirement in our sights, you know, we got travel in yeah. our sights, we got fun in our sights, you know, we got, we ain't got yeah. no babies no more, you know, shoot, we, we ain't got no limitations. We're being dressed, so we got to go back 20 years just to get back to where we are right now. That's too much work for most men, mentally. Exactly. I I, I, told, I totally agree with that. And, and you know, the thing about it, it's, it's, it's easier for a man to, I have, I have a to get that love and find love. I, I have a question, and, and if Darren, if you don't have to go, I, I wish you'd stay. I have a question because I want both of you all to answer. I hear what you're saying about, and I agree. I agree. We show up with those defenses. We show up kind of expecting for this not to work, and we say that there there are no good guys. We say this, and I think in our heart of hearts, I don't I don't think we we truly believe that there are really no good men because there are. However, we are. I think that we are picking our men men or our relationships out of that past experience, um, out of that that pain and that place. How, what are your suggestions for, based on what you are seeing? Um, and I heard you say, Darren, that's that's kind of too much work for us because you're you're approaching, you know, retirement and you no know, kids. You want to travel. You want to have fun. You want peace. You want a good, wholesome, godly relationship. What what do we need to do as women? Um, even leaving you guys out of it. Um, and I know one thing. I'm going to just say. I pulled up that, that quote. I had to make sure I said it right. Hearts are rarely broken when legs are kept closed. It's so much easier yeah. to walk away when you feel like yeah. you've kept your goods. 
when you know that you have, you can tell him goodbye. So you two, whichever one wants to go first, what yeah. what are some suggestions for women? What what can we do to help fix ourselves so that we are ready um, and that we don't reject love when it truly shows up before us out of that past pain? After after a heartbreak, and this is this is Trent. After a heartbreak, um, don't rush back into something where you know you, you ladies have this term of "I'm going to do me," and nine times out of ten, that "I'm going to do me" term turns into nightclubs. You're going out for drinks, ladies' night every single night on the weekends, and I'm doing me. That's where you meet the busters. This is where you're going to meet the busters when you're doing you. So if if these ladies sit their ass down and deal with themselves first, you won't have these issues. Deal deal from within first. Then you'll see that gentleman coming along. But until you deal with yourself first, it won't happen. And the reason why I'm saying it is because I have to deal with myself first. Speaking from a male perspective, until you deal with yourself, you won't you won't see him or he won't see her because he hasn't dealt with his own issues. Possibility of some of these things, well, why we can't find love or why why am I rejecting love? First place to look is in the mirror. Then you start dealing with it. That's good. Uh, I want to um, just chime in on that. Uh, excellent response and and deal with yourself. But let's look at it from a uh, even deeper. Uh, I won't say deeper, wrong word, but let's just say from another perspective. And that is mm-hmm. women, particularly those who are mothers, there's always that open channel to nurture. So women search for Ooh. situations that they can nurture. So when they can't nurture, they don't really, it's not really in you to, you haven't been trained from wow. a little girl. You've always been trained to nurture somebody else and not yourself. So here we are 30 mm. years later, and you have to do something. Nobody's ever taught you what to do and how to do it. Excellent point. Excellent point. So wow. if, if you, as long as you allow that nurturing uh, emotion uh, uh, from you to control, you're going to continue to choose guys that are subpar because they need your help. Mm. And so you'll spend a lifetime mm. making king, and you'll ne- and, but the king will never make you his queen because he didn't choose you. You chose him. Say that again. Wow. Say it again. I'm snapping my fingers. <laughs> that's a good point, brother. That's a that's an excellent point. We gotta mm. hear that one more time. But come on, say it one more time. Can you get it? <laughs> <laughs> it it's, women got to understand. We only queen what we and who we choose. We don't queen those that choose us. Okay, so mm. you got to remember. You got to control that nurturing spirit, that nurturing nature that you have by default. You didn't ask to be that way, but it's in you. But you got to control that. And, and, and like Trent said, you have to look at the person in the mirror. You got to learn how to nurture that person in the mirror. The caveat to that is nobody ever taught you how. That's why it's important that the older women, the Bible even speaks about that, about the older women teaching the younger women. The older men teaching the younger men. And yeah. because Trent and I, God has given him, and I can hear it, a, a level of knowledge, a level of wisdom, you know, but I come along, you know, well, my think I'm too good self. 
and when Trent trying to give me some information that I could apply to my life, I reject it because I see him, you know, as an equal. I don't respect the wisdom in, in, that's in his life or that uh, in areas that I am failing at as a man. So it is important exactly. that us men have to get in position where we will allow a Trent to come in and speak to our life and allow him to hold the bar that we say that we want to achieve and we want to maintain in our life. Because Trent knows this, if we go to the gym, Trent, and we hit, you know, we got 250 on our chest, you know, we're going to do maybe two or three reps and we're going to put it back on the bar. But if I got Trent standing over me, he's going to make me get that last two or three in. But yeah. he's going to help me, yeah. though. You know, and that's it's called, important. That's called, building bro- that's called building brothers, man. That's called building, building, brothers. building people. Yeah. And so that's why a lot of women – Y'all choose the wrong man. First of all, you're doing the choosing. You, sh- you should be chosen. I'm not even talking about from a biblical standpoint. I'm just saying, you know, that's just the way this thing is designed. We were always the ones that chose. This has nothing to take Jesus out of the equation, take God out of the equation, you know, whatever. But me and by nature, we do the choosing. Now, you might want to be chosen. You might want to make yourself available, available to be chosen. But if we didn't choose you, we're not going to queen you. We, we end up using you, but we won't queen you. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'm speechless. We got our boy Rodney on too. Rodney, are you there with us? What's up? Like you can a, you hear me? We can hear you. How are you? Around. I am doing good. I'm doing good. Has anybody seen them boys? Anybody seen them cowboys today? That's all I want to know. I'm about to press you off here. We got a good thing going. Don't come on talking about my cowboys. That's that's the problem. I have control. I got control. I can click you off. <laughs> that's the that's the problem with the women now. They keep liking them cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? We're good. We're good. We got a great great discussion going. We're good. Darren's on. Um, you guys, I I graduated with Darren. I'm gonna call him the human bebop because at one point in time he he actually had me on the stage bebop. And Darren, you remember that? <laughs> Dougie Fresh, do you do you remember to, that? I used to go from school to school. school. I was wearing wearing folks out. <laughs> so yeah, we got Darren on, and we got Trent on, and and uh, I don't know how long you've been on listening, but um, I feel like I always like good. to hear the guys talking. Same as I've heard so some really good stuff. Uh, uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I can add anything to what these brothers have been talking about because they've been hitting it. But what I will say is I think that uh, one thing is I think that just listening to them talk, it, it, it just made me think about somebody who goes out car shopping, right, and they go to – they go to – Ten different car lots, right? But they think that just because they're at a different car lot, they're going to get a different car. But they keep picking, they keep picking Nissans, right? But then they think that just because they're at a different lot, they're going to they're going to get something different this time. No, it doesn't matter where you get. It, it doesn't matter 
where you get it from, if you go in with the same eyes and the same mindset, guess what? You're going to get the same product. You're going to get the same results. So it's the same thing like when people, you know, when people are, are putting themselves out there for relationships, you're going to, as long as you keep going in with the same eyes and the same mindset, you're going to get the same thing. And I think another problem too, uh, and I hate to say this, but I think just like with anything else, what was meant to help sometimes hurts. And I think when you think about the suffrage movement, I think it's great for people to fight for for equality. But when you think about the suffrage movement, it it went from being about equality to well, let's be dominant. And then the more you the more you're trying to, to, to fight for something and the more you keep getting defeated, well it starts to beat you down after a while. So you have all of these factors coming into play when it comes to women and so there's a constant like defeat to the point that I think that people forget who they are. I think women forget that they are women. Like the brother said, you know, why are you the one doing the choosing? Well, I think that we've gotten so caught up into this society that we don't even know what our roles are as people. We don't know what our roles are as, as, as men. We don't know what our roles are as women. We don't know what our roles are as parents. We don't know what our roles are as leaders. And so we're stepping out here and, Every time we try to do something that we were never meant to do, we keep getting knocked down, and we don't understand why, and we don't understand that every time you get knocked down, it does something to you. So now, instead of going, instead of going into a situation where you know you've only been through one bad situation, now people at 30, 40 years old, they have all of these blows that they've taken along the way, and now. They can't even function. So I think I think that has a I think that has a lot to do with it. Did we lose Rodney? No, I'm still here. Okay, okay. We couldn't hear you. You went out there for a second. Oh, sorry. Have, I'm, dri- I'm driving home. <laughs> <laughs> that that's okay. We actually have another caller, Darren. I don't want to. You're, you're welcome to stay on, but I want you to, want you to feel like you're you're obligated. But can you stay on with us? You're going to hang in there. We got another caller. All right, no problem. Okay, and if you need to go, Darren, just just hang up, and I'll connect with you later. But I do want you to – I'll give it out again. If you have to hang up, I'll make sure I give it out again. That is a really nice place that you're having it. I actually had my birthday party there this year, and so it's really a nice place. Um, Yes, it is. So I'll be sure to give it out again. All right. Okay, so we're pulling in 404, and the last four digits, 1037. Call you on the air with us. Hey, Timmy, how you doing? Hey, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Rodney, how you doing? Good. Long time. You deserted us. Yeah, yeah. I've been on the weather a little bit, you know what I mean? I'm um, trying to come around, still a little sick. I'm um, going through some things, but I'll be able to go out of the way. And I'll get together, no credit. All right, all right. Give us something on this. What you got for us? Uh, I've been listening to the British talk. Um, the British lighting up the airways up here. They really light them up. Um, but I wanted to say, well, you know, a lot of times um, in relationships, we start to lose uh, the communication focus. And what I mean by that is 
and you can only communicate to someone that's listening to you. You know, you can't communicate to someone that isn't. That's a one-sided conversation when you're talking to yourself. You know, um, I know for me, uh, I love to communicate. You know what I mean? Uh, I talk to my wife all the time. Um, and, you know, for the most part, you know, we have a good open communication. However, some things, you know, I can see or the other person can see if they come to you and tell you that, hey, so-and-so and so-and-so and so you got to be willing to open your mind's eye to that perception because everything is not going to be seen by the one person. I mean, something that I'm looking at that can be staring me right in the face, I may not see, but you may see it, Sam. You know what I mean? And in mm-hmm. relationships, as we grow in relationships, it's to, it's to grow together as a whole and to, to, to form an extensive bond, not grow together to go apart, you know? Uh, and I just think that a lot of relationships are seeing that these days, you know, they're growing together to grow apart. Um, however, whatever you go through, you don't let that dictate the outcome of your relationship. You know, if things may not go your way, things may not go the way that you think that they're supposed to go, you know, but you don't give up on you. You don't lose focus. You don't stop being you. You know, the person that I fell in love with, that's the person that I want to see every day. I want to see every minute of every hour. You know what I mean? Um, Take, for example, you know, and, you know, this didn't happen to me. It happened to one of my friends. He was at Walmart with his wife, and his lady walked by, and he told his wife, she looked real nice. And his wife got mad, I mean, smoking mad. And um, he came into the barbershop with her uh, right after it happened. I said, what's wrong with her? She didn't even speak. And then he told me what happened. And um, and I called her, and I said, you know what? I said, that's not nothing to be at. He said, my mouth, because I, I wasn't with him, he cheated. I said, no, that's not so. I said, he gave a woman a compliment because she looked at nice. What's wrong with giving her a compliment? I said, there's plenty of times that you probably give a man a compliment. You just, you know, too, you know, shame to say that you gave him a compliment or whatever. I said, but when he wanted you to get this done, or he wanted you to get that done, did you get it done? She was like, no, because I ain't had the money to. I said, yeah, but maybe he had the money to get it done for you, and that's something that he liked on you. So he's basically telling you, screaming at you, hey, I like these things in my woman. I like to see you look this this way. It looks good on you. But he's not seeing it on you anymore. He's seeing it on other women. And he's trying to grasp your, you know, attention and say, hey, look, I like when you used to look like this. You know, let's pay attention. You know what I mean? So, you know. Hey, 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 Bo, if I could jump in here for a minute, because we talked about, and and then, Darren, if you you are, uh, well, Rodney's gone, you are trying to have something to add. Because we, we I don't know how long you've been on, Bo, but we talked about um, a form of rejection is basically when we start to, people will start to withdraw, to withhold some of the characteristics or some of the things that they started out, or I say shutting down, that they started out giving, whether it be, I don't know, patience, affection, and things like that. I had a conversation with a young man um, who actually came over to look at my floors, and um, he was sharing some things with me about about some some things. And one of the things was 
about this relationship. This his friend was going through something, and the girl just his girl was just shop wife shop 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 shop. And my question was, or spends too much money uh, on the Michael Kors bags, he says, and this and that. And I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, because how long did they date? She said two years. So do you telling me that they didn't see the Michael Kors and the and the heels and all this name brand stuff within those two years, or like Trent said, maybe they were caught up in the sweat. I'm I'm down for, and I'm even down for some new things because you have to be able to keep it keep it going, keep it new. Um, but at the same time, if you if you were accepting of these things in the beginning and when the sweat was rolling and you didn't have all the responsibilities to kind of make the sweat not so good all the time, then I think people need to you, – some things you just have to let roll or because if you accept it going in – I'm not saying you're a guy did. I, I understand what you're saying, but I think that brings up a good point. Sometimes we want things to change um, after we've gotten deep or after the sweat has come. Well, the sweat doesn't change the person at all. It does not change the person. And that's why we men and women have to know who we are and what we want, what we cannot put up with. Like I just said, um, one of my things is cleanliness. I can't. I could not have a man who, who did not like for his house, his surroundings to be clean. I could not deal with that. He could be great. He could be rich. His sweat could be so good. But his sweat will be right outside with his clothes. That's my thing. That's just one of my things. Sounds crazy, but it's my crazy stuff. And so he he could not be okay with that and be clean while we're dating. And then when we get married, you turn into this public bathroom, so to speak. So we have to know who we are and set those boundaries and set those standards. And be honest. Don't show up with your fake self. Women, we got that bad. We show up with... Oh, I'm kind, I'm laughing, oh, I love everything you do, I love your mama, I love your children, but when we get married, mm-mm. your mama can't come over here and your children can't either. So, great point, Bo. I want to give Darren and uh, Trent an opportunity to respond. Darren, are you still with us? I see you out there. Are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. I'll let Trent go. I like the way he said I can bounce off of him. Let's <laughs> oh, Trent back in. Dropped off. Trent, are you there? I appreciate the compliment, brother. I appreciate that. (laughs) No problem, brother. Yeah, let's talk about this Michael Kors bag for a second. What what most folks don't realize is for the the right woman who's actually applying the sweat, that sweat is applied to actually enhance the experience for the man. So if if he didn't see these Michael Kors bags and all that stuff and uh, down the line he figured he didn't got played and he didn't bought these Michael Kors bags, well, you know what? Shame on you because you should have saw the red flag if she wasn't used to it. Because if she have to ask for it, she's not used to it. Mm. So you're supposed to be observant of that. So if, if Tammy has that Michael Kors bag, I'm going to go out and get her a Dooney and Burke or, or, or get her um, a Browman. I'm going to step it up. I'm not going to get that Michael Kors. If she has the Michael Kors, I'll just go and get the Brahman. So as men, we go back to us, and a lot of this stuff falls back on the man and, and, and his responsibility to observe things. You know, it's just right. totally on you. So if, if you feel played because you didn't purchase this Michael Kors bag, well, damn, if she had a dollar store purse in the closet, why are you, why are you in Macy's? 
Get her what she used to. <laughs> so that responsibility goes back to the man. Yeah, how, how, Darren, you got you got anything before I jump in, and I'll give it turn it back over to Bo to to piggyback. You got anything? Uh, you know, like you said, a lot of times, me and we get caught up, and again, it's by nature. We get caught up in the whole damsel in distress deal. You know, we we can't. It, it's just we want to save every woman we come across. You know. And when we come across a woman that don't be, need saving, and then we really got to show what's in our pocket, what's in our ta- what's on the what we can put on the table. A lot of times we coming up with lint, you know, compared to what they are where they already are. Like 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 Trent just said, there's a bar, and there's nothing wrong with that. I have absolutely no problem with a woman expecting what she's already able to do herself. That's you know anything less than that is called double standard. You know, and and uh, we can't create double standards. You can't get the purse yourself. You can't live this particular lifestyle yourself, so you demand and expect me to do it. i got issues with that. So when I hear women talking about oh, these men, they don't want a, a, a woman that's independent. That's a freaking lie. We can appreciate a woman who knows how to go out and get it. That makes us want to be able to do it because there's no expectation for us to do it. There's an appreciation when we do it. That's two totally different Amen. things. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. And, and, and Bo, I think in your case, it might have been a little different with your guy because it sounded like maybe this was something that was happening, but had kind of stopped. Right, right. This, right. you know, what I mean, this was, and, and, and this was his, this was his expectation. You know what I'm saying? To show his wife why she was appreciated. You know what I'm saying? You know why he appreciated, but she started to to change. You know, and I even go a step further. You know what I'm saying with the microphone thing because you know what I mean. My wife is not she's not materialistic like that. You know what I mean? I mean, uh one one I think it was a Christmas, no, uh, a Valentine's, you know, I had the money. She had to my knowledge, she had never had a Gucci Parker book. We were in the Gucci outlet store, and I'm listening to this girl tell me how nice the Parker was and I'm thinking what really put a smile on her face was this nice Gucci Parker book. So I bought the Parker book. Five hundred dollars. You know what I mean? When I gave that Parker book to my wife, my wife went off on me. I never felt so small in my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, that's what they meant about you got to know, because not every that you got to know. She probably said, "What? What? what? <laughs> you know, which is what yeah. that would be me. You did what? We just you went, oh, I mean, you went in, and I was like, mind you, now me and her been we've been married for like two years, and I was like, what's wrong with you? She told me, why would you buy a freaking five hundred dollar purse? I said. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? It was your Valentine. He told my boy, you could have bought me a twelve dollar purse and gave me the other four hundred. Would have made her happy. Then as a failure, make her happy. That's why I say communication is is key. You gotta have some communication going on. You know what I mean? You can't assume nothing. You know what I'm saying? Um. And uh, what the brother was just saying, Darren, about to go, you know, I really like that. You know what I mean? Um, then, too, because um, when things change, if the, the independence change in a woman. And she's with a man. They might have been, you know, working together and having things going on and whoop de whoop. Now her 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 slide has, has stopped sliding, so to say, so to speak. And she's not as independent as she would like to be. Things have changed. 
Now, the man has the bare, you know, brunt of, of everything, of, of all the bills. You know what I mean? Now, what's, what's going to happen is that the woman is going to get upset because it seems like he's in control of the money situation, which he is, because he can say whether we can do this this week, we can't do this this week. We can afford to this week, or we can't do this or this month, or, you know, or whatever the case may be. Then they start to lose focus on themselves. They start to uh, to uh, regress instead of progress. They start to to have anger issues and short temperament, and you know what I mean. It just turned it turned into a mess, not because of you, but because of them not being where they feel that they should be, or things not happen for them, and in a certain amount of time. You understand what I'm saying? You get what I'm saying? Bo, that goes back to what we were saying. People, we have to, especially especially women. You and I know sometimes it seems like I'm really coming down on, on women. I'm not, but I am one, and I know my woes. I know that I'm. I I know now that I have been my my biggest um, foe. I'm the foe in my life. I have allowed past experience, my past pain, like Darren said, to allow me to go into relationships being defensive, meeting people off the bat and you're sizing them up just because they're a man and and that they that makes them capable of truly truly hurting you before you before you know hardly anything about them. We I know and I'm not, I'm not men men I agree with I think Trent said it um, one of you said it about setting the tone. I do also believe that men are responsible of setting the tone. We women have to be willing to allow them to do that. But in order for me to allow whoever comes in my life to do that, I got to pick wisely. I can't pick off of sweat. I can't pick off of feelings or emotions. I got to know who I am and know who know what I want and know whose I am and what he expects of me. And I mean God when it comes to that point. We got to stay, we, we try to be more connected to the man than we are to the creator, to God. We're so busy looking for a man, but what if we looked for God like we look for that, while we're waiting for that man, because Darren said he's not going to make his queen, he's not going to make the woman who chose him his queen. You gonna make him your king, but he and I've heard ladies say that, hey, I've spent time with this guy and I did several guys, but I'm all then a year later they're married to someone else and they're gone because, like Darren said, you spend so much time trying to nurture this man and make him your king, but you don't even know how to be your your own queen. You don't even know that you Mm -hmm. are a queen. You know, you know. Here's the thing: there's enough responsibility to go around. We're talking about rejecting love. But when when a man speaks to your soul, you know, he's going to meet you right there at your soul. He's going to meet you there at your soul, not on the surface, not what you look like, not what he looks like. But when he speaks to your soul, you're going to know that whether you reject it or not. It's it's totally up to you to make that decision because the guy, when he shows up, you're going to see the God in him. When the right man shows up, you're going to see the God in him whether you want to believe it or not. Well, do you say he's an arrogant person? Or do you say he's this and he's that? Well, and, and, you know, your girlfriend's giving you all the wrong reasons why not to choose this guy. You see the God in him. Make the decision. But you make that decision by going within. 
dealing with yourself first and dealing with those issues. Because a guy can still be speaking to your soul and you have no clue what he's saying. You can't even translate it to any of your girlfriends. Well, girl, why you why why you love Trent so much? You can't translate it because you don't understand what he's speaking. All right. You guys have did it to me again. I was supposed to be off here at 9, 9.15. It's 9.25, and we're still on. <laughs> so. I mean, hold on a second. Let's we're we're not going to let that go yeah. like that. I just went on yeah. this tangent, Tammy. You're not, somebody got to respond or something. <laughs> so, I just want to say, Tammy, you there? I'm here. <laughs> Okay. I'm here. No, I, I'm I'm okay. I'm okay for time. I'll just be up later than I I should be again. But that's okay. We'll we'll keep it going. Who who wants in on this first? I think I heard Bo. Yeah. Um, just to throw, you know, this I'm not really saying too much uh, into it because I'm gonna give the other brother uh, a chance to talk. Um, but I do understand what my brother was just saying. You know, and he's he's one hundred percent, you know, correct. You know, um, I don't know what it's going to take, you know, for our, our, our women to feel like that. You know, what I mean, because you know, like I said, you know, you got these women; they call themselves the uh, the uh, I call them the fend for your right. They fend for themselves; they don't need them all. You know what I mean? Hmm. I mean? Like, you know, that's the worst thing that a woman could tell us. Though. You know what I mean? I don't need a man. You know what I mean? I mean, there's certain things that a man has to be in a relationship for, you know what I mean, that, that he has to do, you know, and uh, to tell yourself I don't need a man is, is a lot of piss of hell, you know what I mean? And But you do have a lot of women with that mentality. It's like, you know, they, they can do without a man. And that's one of the things that are affecting so many homes in single, you know, uh, rearing families or single relationships a single parent at home is that mentality. Um, I know for me, when my wife make me mad or upset, I call my other wife, you know what I mean, Miss Beatrice Renee Jones. That's my, that's my other wife down there in Vados. When I call Beatrice Renee Jones, I know things going to get handled. Why? Because that's my wife's grandma. She's going to get on the phone and call wife and let wife know, you know what I'm saying, this is what you're supposed to do. This, that, and the other blah, blah, blah. And I can't get through the That's what I do. You know what I mean? I ain't being no snitch. I don't want no problems. You know what I'm saying? If I can't get through to her, I reach out to somebody that I know who can. You know, and a lot of times, we as men, we have to do that. You reach out to somebody that you know who can get through to her. You know what I mean? If your relationship is worth having, if it's worth saving, your marriage, or whatever the case may be, reach out to somebody that you know, it makes you have a, a best friend or something. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, this is what worked for me. I'm not saying what work for will work for you, but I reach out to grandma call grandma raised grandma know all about her. You know what I mean? Grandma can put her in a place when I can't. You know what I mean? And nine times out of ten, you know the problem gets taken care of. You know what I mean? Bounce right back to where it's supposed to be because grandma, you know, let her know that hey, you're in the wrong for this. Just that another blah blah blah. Just that another blah 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 blah. You know, I don't take sides. I tell it one side. I tell it just how it is. You know what I mean? And, um, hey, that's all I got to say, Tim. You already know how be after Renee Jones is. 
Yes, I do. That happens to be my grandmother too, you guys, and she is something. <laughs> but, but, Bo, you bring up a good point, um, and I think one of you mentioned it earlier too about um, holding people accountable, needing men to hold men accountable. Um, I remember hearing a guy, Dedrick Golden, I don't know, Darren, you may know Dedrick Golden, but in a, in a, he did some speaking to one of our events uh, a couple years back, and he says he doesn't hang out with guys who don't spend time with their children. And I say that to go on further. I think Trent said brothers building brothers. You know, being, being and I don't want to say real man, but being a man, um, just like being a, a woman, we need that support. It, it, someone needs to hold us accountable for being who we say we are or even operating in that role successfully. Whatever that role is, whatever you and your, your mate um, has decided that is, you know, are you willing? Have, have you set those boundaries? Boundaries. Is is he the head of the household? And he should be. You know, so often, and I know this is going to go way off, but we talk about being submissive. Well, if I can't, if I say I am not going to be submissive to my husband, then where do I fit in spiritually? So if I'm a godly woman who now, who has sought this man out and he believes I am a godly woman, yet I'm unwilling to be submissive to him. Where does, where, where does that fit in with God's word? So it goes back to we got to know who we are, what we want, and whose we are, and his plan and his purpose for us. We can't pick and choose. We can't pick okay. and choose. Go ahead. Hey, uh, this, this is Darren. Uh, you, you know what I'm saying? Some good stuff. I, I, I want to rewind the tape and go back to the submitting part. You know, when I said earlier, and let me say it in this manner. Men, we want women to submit, but we won't submit to nobody. We So that makes us the judge, the jury, and the prosecuting attorney. So automatically the woman's crazy. But why? Because we are the bar. And we can raise it and lower it depending, you know, to benefit us. So, again, to that caller, he needs he needs a trend. You know, he needs a dare. He needs somebody that he can look up. And, and see more astute than himself in an area. It may not be overall. He might not even have more more money than you do, and not say that that matters, but, you know, oftentimes we kind of equate uh, success on monetary monetary or material things. But you got somebody that's, that has found wisdom and advice, I mean, they're wealthy, you know, in areas, since we're talking about relationship, or relationship. So we need to have that, and, and, and maybe it took, uh, that brother's uh, mother-in-law, uh, whoever the uh, mother figure is to to his wife, uh, maybe uh, that's that's a form of uh, accountability for the wife. But then I'm gonna come back and be like, who are you held accountable to? You know what I'm saying? Who can hold you by your lapel of your shirt and jack you up off your feet if it took that and you not feel offended? Because the Bible says, "Faithful are the wounds of a friend." So if I'm telling you something that might hurt and that might and it might offend your ego, because we can be very egotistical in, in how we approach things, particularly when we're dealing with, you know, uh, women and our uh, other half. So who is it? You know, and I'm not asking you to tell me your business. I'm just putting it out there just for any other man that's listening. 
Who do you have in your circle that makes you better? Who is your coach in an area in your life? And if and, and, and if we don't if we can't answer that, we've already tapped out. That's as good as it's gonna get. Whether it's concerning your money, whether it's concerning your parenthood, whether it's concerning your marriage, you know, your emotional stability, your mental stability, you don't tapped out because you are the boss. I got men in my life, you know, millionaires. I have a pastor, and it was my spiritual uh, mentor. He doesn't, this man, when I was married and I was having an issue, this was back in 90, I'm going to say, it was, what was it, about 96, yeah, around 90, 96, around that time. This man was, I had a bad situation in my marriage, and, my, you know, we just wasn't getting along. We wasn't seeing eye to eye. I ain't going to throw on under the bus. But we wasn't seeing eye to eye. This man could not get anything through to to my wife at the time over the phone. He got in his car and drove from from Birmingham, Alabama, and he was knocking on my door at ten thirty that night, saying, "Sit down, uh, son. Let's talk. But what's going on, uh, baby girl? You need to sit down." Again, and was, and again, and you know what, what I'm you're saying, and not to cut not not to cut you off. This is so this resonates to my my soul so much because I have a friend in Chicago, and I think uh, Tammy mentioned him um, in the broadcast, Anthony Collins. That that brother, he and I have such a great relationship to where we're responsible for one another. And just like you said, this, if this brother's driving like that to you, he's responsible for you. He's responsible for, for every, I mean, he's responsible for you, and you're responsible for him, period. Right. But these brothers got to take the initiative to do that and say exactly why I'm telling you this. This is why I'm telling you this, brother. This is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm saying this. And, the, and, and, the and do you all agree that that brother also needs to be living that life, though? Like, or at least there needs mm-hmm. to be, like, you know what I'm saying? Don't show up when, when don't show up and try to tell straighten this brother's house up when you got uh, your wife and your girlfriend. Yeah. Don't bring your girlfriend with you and got your wife at home. So not only that, Absolutely. We, need to be, we need to be mindful, as the word say, guard your heart. You need to not only guard your heart, guard your space. If you want a meaningful relationship, if you want a wife, then pick some men who want wives as well and know what that means or already have a wife and has been doing this thing right, who's attempting yeah. to do this thing right. You can't you can't want that life and then you hanging out with Jody at the club. Yeah. Tell me, I, 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 think you let this, I think you should let this brother continue. I think you should let him continue to elaborate on that because, I mean, he Go was ahead. going Go ahead. before I actually Go ahead. rudely interrupted him, but ahead, I had to because uh, he was Darren. speaking to my spirit. Back at you, Darren. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because I look at, you know, the, the, uh, us men, you know, we, we set the tone. As Trent said that, you know, uh, an hour and some change ago, we do set the tone, but it's when we think, when we, uh, a lot of men that are shallow in their thinking, who have not been taught, who don't have information to apply to their life that have, uh, like Trent has acquired and some of the, and Ron and some of the other callers that I'm sure they're on here, uh, when you don't have access to that and you have limited information, then when you have a piece of pie, you think you've got the whole pie. The truth is you only got a piece of it. And most of us who have never been exposed to a healthy relationship uh, from a man's perspective who had a healthy perspective of life as it pertains to relationship, you know, just life in general, 
then and we don't know how what it means to be a husband, then we're gonna base husbandry on things that are extremely shallow. We be we be uh, 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 looking for the ten pound catfish, you know, in three foot of water. It ain't happening. That ain't happening. And, and, so, and not knowing that catfish full of worms when you go out there and get them. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know, I like to use this this analogy. You know, uh, my brother is a, uh, he, he owns his own trucking company. He um, drives eighteen wheelers. He has about four or five of them. He got a little fleet and he's steady building. And um, you know, I could drive a manual speed transmission. You know, on a sports car, you know, regular car, whatever. You know, no problem. I, I was taught when I was fifteen, and I've been driving ever since. You know, but when I so I figure automatically, you know, uh, I can get into eighteen wheeler. And start driving. Why? Because I had a knowledge of how to drive a manual speed. But when I got in this truck with my brother and I saw all the stuff that went in to driving the truck, and that's why you got to go to school, <laughs> you know. And so I, I immediately said, wow, I couldn't drive a truck if I had to. If somebody was chasing me and the only way I could get away from there was to get in the 18-wheeler and take off, I'd be caught. I didn't know how to drive. I had a concept. And a lot of us have a concept of what being a wife is. We have a concept of what being a husband is, but we haven't seen it in action. So oftentimes we are lacking a lot of key information to complete the whole pie. You just got a little slice of it. And you're basing a whole, your whole life off of a slice of information. You ain't got the whole pie. You got to call Trent. You got to call her Dan. You got to call her Ron. You know, the ladies got to call her Tammy because, and most times in your thinking, it's going to be too shallow to produce the results that you want to produce in your life. It ain't going to happen. If you have a little faith, you get little results. You got a lot of faith, you get a lot of, a lot of results. You got little information, you get little results. You got a lot of information, you get a lot of results. Why? Because you're making informed decisions versus decisions based off of how you feel. Hmm. Wow. So the key oh, to all okay. of this is the key to all of this is accountability and having accountability and, and, and willing, you know, to be accountable first of all concerning you. Stop trying to, you know, uh, internalize it. Why do you keep choosing the wrong man? Why do you keep choosing the wrong woman? You know, why do we keep finding ourselves circling? you know, in the wilderness because we're doing it. What is it that we're doing? I got to answer that. That's not for me to put off on, on, on a penny. That's for, that's for me to answer. So when somebody that, that that has their stuff together like Tammy come along, guess what? We can, she's on my plane or I'm on her plane, which means I'm seeing her eye to eye. Oftentimes we looking up and then I'm looking down. And, and if I don't have myself, you know, uh, when I was talking about being a uh, damsel in distress type guy, you know, we look for women who ain't on our plane, but then ultimately they don't fulfill us because they're not on our plane. <laughs> <laughs> that's some good stuff, Darren. I'm telling you, that's some good stuff. When when we realize that person is not on our plane, but he may he or she may be a good guy. I think that goes back to for women. You talked about the nurturing, like we have this nurturing spirit, and that that spoke volumes to my spirit because that's something that I had to overcome and I'm I'm still working. I've gotten so much better but there are a lot of women like that because you said naturally we are that way. Naturally we want to um, 
you know, just just be that caretaker in a sense. But when you when we realize, both men and women, that this person is not there yet, may have potential, we have to be, I want you guys to speak on that because I think we have to be, um, we have to know ourselves enough to say, hey, this is my stop right here. This is this is my stop. And that either, two things, like you said, Darren, that that's going to make that king know, hey, this is a queen. I got to step it up a bit. I got to step by kink, whatever you call it, kingism, whatever, up a bit. But when we recognize that, what do we do? What what men? What should men and women do when that person that we've gotten ourselves caught up caught up with or in, you know, maybe after the sweat or whatever, before? What do we do? Uh, Who wants to go first? I'm just going to talk. Let Trent take it over. Go first. Let Trent go. Okay, Trent. I'm sorry. I didn't Are get you the with question. us, Trent? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm here. I'm here. I was actually messaging. Oh, I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> what What do we? No, that's okay. Darren had Darren had mentioned about you know not being on the on the same plane, not eye to eye with with people in relationships and things like that. When we realize, mm-hmm. when we recognize that the person in our lives. Um, is not where we are, you know, because sometimes, the reason I'm asking this, because sometimes we stay and we continue to beat the horse over and over and over again without, right. like both said, without honest, true communication and, 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 and both of us looking at each other in the eyes and saying, hey, the, what is the end goal? What, what do we want here? And how do we get there? Like, it is my desire to spend the rest of my life with you. It's simple, just like Bo said, honest. Just like Bo said, it's simple. It's very honest. But to get to that honest point, both parties have to agree to be completely naked with one another and just place everything on a table. It's simple, just like Bo said, honest. That's it, just one word, honest. When we're honest with one another and we're in agreement to become completely naked with one another, we're good. If, if we can become completely naked with one another, let me explain that for a second. When you know everything there is to know about me and I know everything there is to know about you and we agree together to move together in a forward progression, we're good. But if one's lacking and refuse to pick up that mirror, well, we're on some bullshit because somebody's going to get hurt. So yeah. it's like Bo said, let's just go back to the honesty. It's just simple, one word, honesty. But but here's a, here's a caveat to that, and you just you ain't said nothing but the truth. Uh, but here's the caveat to that, brother, particularly for us men, is that most men, and uh, I, I I can't quantify a particular percentage, um, but I can say it if we based it on single parenthood, it would be seven at least seventy six percent of us men have rejection issues. So we don't know how, or we are afraid to be that open and that vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So even though what you're saying on 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 the letter is correct, and in theory is correct, most men we don't know how to be like that because all our life, all our life we've been right. taught to, to be quiet, and brother Bo, don't cry, walk, hold your emotions, yeah, exactly. 
all that stuff. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. So, and, and brother Bo, and that, that's the thing as far as with, with men. And this is where we get down into this whole man thing. My father was that type of man. Owned his own business. He did well for himself. Uh, this guy was making over $100,000 in the 70s. I mean, created a nice home for us. But he was a manly man. Like, suck it up. Don't cry. Don't do this. But I always privileged myself to saying, you know what, I'm not going to be like him. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to nurture my child. I'm going to nurture my child. A lot of men don't understand when, when, when you actually show vulnerability, you're actually winning. You're going to win with the woman when you show vulnerability. Exactly with the right woman. Let's correct that. With the right woman. When you show vulnerability with the right woman, you're going to win all the time. You know why? Because women love women love that whole vulnerable thing. It's like, wow, he's opening himself up to me. You're going to win. Well, a lot of brothers in the black community, when you think about this, and, and you guys know, man, you, you guys know, in the black community, we're frowned upon for doing something like that. We're frowned upon for talking like we're talking right now. I guarantee there's people out there saying, how dare you niggas talk like that. But, I mean, it is what it is. But when you're vulnerable and you're vulnerable with the right woman, you're going to win all the time. I guess that's why they call us kings, huh, brother? I, yes, I, I'm going to jump in uh, as a perspective. And I, I hate that the women, like we, I see you you women out there, but no, not you leaving me hanging. I, I'm going to say, speak on behalf of women. We want that. We want that vulnerability. We want it. However, I think there's a when I think there is a there's a huge difference in being vulnerable and being um and I hate to use the word emotion emotional um because their emotions are 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 great. I'm just going to say vulnerability and even with you being naked is good as long as we know and I'll go back I guess to the honest communication and, and communication, being honest and communicate about your, your fears, your pain, you know, the things that frighten you. When we when we know that, if a woman truly cares for you, if you can't give that to a woman with with saying also, I I, I want to fix this. How can we fix this? Because if it's a threat to your relationship, then you you should want to fix it by any means necessary. If that means going to counseling, mm-hmm. if that means sitting in front of each other, if it takes all night, when you wake up, I'm, I've been here, I've been up, I'm still thinking, how do we fix this? But you got to have the end goal, the same end goal in mind. And we got to stop putting up with so much crap on both sides. Men, you got. To, I, I think you got to take control not only just of your lives, but take control of your your homes. Just take control, but you got to have control of yourself as well. Women, we got we got to soften up a bit because the world has taught us not that, a bit. Y'all like have to soften up said, a whole we don't bunch. Need, I mean, come we, on. I mean, we the numbers, do, the but numbers we got to start on a bit I mean, first. We got to start on a bit. You got two. You got two like, good brothers. You got two good brothers on the line here. I guarantee you, and I've never met these brothers a day in my life, I guarantee these brothers are single. I'd recommend them to any one of my girlfriends out here today just by hearing these brothers speak. You ain't been listening to Bo because Bo just told you you had to call grandma. Yeah. You get it. I mean, you, but, but you get, I told you I was messaging. I mean, come on, stop it. You called me out. I was messaging a little bit. But, no, he still a good brother, yeah. period. 
but women fail to recognize these things because of the stuff in the toxic relationships that they've dealt with in the past. So they have to actually just let go of some of that stuff. Unclog your minds. There are brothers out there literally saying, hey, I'm right here. Pick me. I'm here. But you can't, you can't, you guys can't see it because, I mean, you're clogged and living in the past. Well, these brothers have moved on buying, you know, Gucci purses and all this other stuff. Y'all better get on some of that, ladies, and I'm talking to the listening audience. Y'all better get on that. Get in on it, I'm telling you. These brothers won't last long out here in the streets because the, the, the numbers are dwindling by the day with this homosexuality and all this other stuff. These brothers won't last on the streets a day. Somebody's going to pick them up. Period. See, I think we're doing a great job. People are doing a great job picking up, but are we, are we keeping up? You know what I'm saying? Are we able to sustain? Are we able to yeah, keep say meaningful no. relationships going? And that's that's where topics like what we talk about, what we're talking about tonight, what you talk about on Friday nights, what Darren talks about in the singles ministry, what he's having on Saturday. I would like to see, I, I remember the Potter's House that T.D. Jakes used to do, and it came on like 4 a.m. in the morning. And it was, it was just guys, just guys. And I literally used to get up and look at that because, it, it a lot when after watching watching it the first time, you see how much I don't think women mm-hmm. realize how much you guys go through trying to hold it down, trying to be that man in this world mm. where most men, I, maybe I shouldn't say most, a great majority of men have not been taught what it really means to be a man, a husband, a man of God, a husband, to love your wife right. as Christ loved the church. What does that mean? What does that look like? That looks like the guy who got in the car and drove down to Darren's house from Alabama. That looks like someone who supports marriage, not divorce. Yeah. But we got to stand yeah, up. A, we just can't read our like words that. It and go like, to church. It sounds like Darren has the blueprint, and um, I would actually support and attend something uh, as far as dealing with men and uh, their emotions and dealing with men and all that stuff. Timmy, you put it out there, give me some time, and I'll be there. Timmy, can I jump in for a second? Please do. I want, I just wanted to say this. Uh, uh, and to both of you brothers, you, I mean, you're welcome to comment uh, after I get finished. I just think that, you know, in a lot of women's cases, they – they acquire so much material, I'm going to say material, material gain, whether whether it be um, not just monetarily, um, it can be social aspects, or it can be time with kids, but they, require, they, they acquire so much material uh, gain until they tend to forget the one person in that corner that's, you know, you know, been doing for them and doing with them from the beginning. They tend to forget. And I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna just be, I'm gonna just be real. You know what I mean? Right now, I, I feel like um, I'm coming second to my son. And what I, why, why I say that is because, you know, every waking minute, my, my wife is with my son. You know, my, my wife had a son when she was 40, 41 years old. You know what I'm saying? And I'm 46. My son one years old. Um. My, my wife had no kids before that because she didn't think she could have kids. But God bless her, she had a child. Now, 
every waking day, regardless of whether she falls asleep in our room or she falls asleep in the computer room, on the computer, because she's trying to, you know, find some things or whatever. My son is with her um, throughout the day. If she get ready to go somewhere, you know, no matter how cold it is out of those, she ain't going to ask me, uh, you want to watch the baby till I get back? She's going to get him dressed and take him with her. You know what I mean? So I asked the question. I said, hey, why are you taking him out there and it's cold like this? She's like, well, I figured that, you know, you were home for the day and you needed your rest. I just take it with me. I said, well, you know, it's nice you communicate with me and ask me, and I tell you, no, let him sleep. You know what I mean? Don't wake him up. You know what I mean? But how do you explain that to a person? This is her first child, her only child, and, man, I'm talking about, y'all not on one baby mama's ears. You know what I mean? We just happen to be married. But I fall second to my son. You know what I'm saying? I know this. You know what I mean? Um, and, and like I said, a lot of things will get shunned or whatever the case may be when it comes to me, you know, directing, you know, that directive. And I bring it out and I say stuff like that. <clears throat> and I'll be like, hey, man, you got to tighten up. This. You know what I mean? Um, but it's, it's, both sounds I, like, I both sounds like, both sounds like to me you're leading by example and, and you're actually the CEO of your household. So it doesn't matter, right. uh, you know, each and every time that the garage door is pushed open to, to get into the house, they're walking into Bo Enterprise. And that's, I'm not saying that being a chauvinist or anything like that, but you're leading by example. Yeah, you know, and, that, and I'm like that's what I'm basically here let, for, let, lead by example. But like I let, said, let me jump you know, in. Let me jump in for a minute because hold on, you guys. We're it's 9:54, and and just in case if you're listening online, um. You just make, we're not going to go over that much because I should have been gone. But I know that by the time I close it and get Darren to give out the information again, we'll go just a little past 10 o'clock. So go ahead and call in at 818-691-7406 just in case it cuts us off at 10 o'clock. You'll still be able to listen if you're on the phone. So 818-691-7406. Um, but I want to say this, too, you guys. It's not I get and I support Men being, that is the way it should be, being the head of their household. However, listen, there's there's something you said, Bo, in in regards to your situation. You asked the question about why are you taking him out, um, out there in the cold, basically saying, I'm here, you can leave me here. Her response is, well, you're off today. I thought maybe you would want to rest. Do you understand how... Something where both people have such a positive aspect on I'm looking after you and I'm and then I'm looking after the baby and you because you could be also thinking well I'm here you go so you can get a break because you have the baby all day and then now she's saying well I'm taking the baby because you've worked and thinking you need a break we have to get understanding we miss out yeah, on this so is where... much. Because yeah, we miss out on lack of we miss out understanding. On so yeah, we, well, you know, we miss out on so much I, because we don't get an understanding of the Bible. I understand what, That's what true. you're saying, Tammy. Uh huh. I understand. I understand what you're saying. Um, believe me, I do. Um, but like I said, Tammy, that's just one incident. That's not. That's it's, it's been many. 
That's just one incident that I get. But until you guys um, sit down and and talk, like you said, until you're naked, naked in front of each other. And I think it's an awesome thing because your wife is listening, and I want, I didn't know if you knew that or not, but your wife is listening. So that's a good thing. But maybe you after this, you guys – see, it's one thing to talk. It's another thing to, to communicate for the purpose of under, getting an understanding because you can – Darren mentioned wisdom. I mean, that wisdom, knowledge, but if you don't understand wisdom, if you don't know what it, if you don't have an understanding of what it means to have that wisdom, then you don't always know how to carry that out or the knowledge that comes with it. You have to get an understanding of your wife or anybody that you're going to make your wife. You're going to have to understand and and communicate to a point, leaving egos at the door, vulnerability. Because if your goal is for your son not to be a sink, be raised by somebody else, or be raised by a single mama, then y'all need to sit and talk this out. Because what you just expressed—that is nothing. That is two people that's looking out for each other, but they've let their egos get in the way, and all of this. And now here we go. Let me let me say this. Happens every day. Let me say that this is there, and that was good what you said. I would have, I would have said um, pretty much the same thing in, in that regard. However, I believe in each, and the brother said that was just one instance. There's there are several other. And here's here's what I read. If she's doing that, that means there's there's she's not feeling she's not getting something from you. I don't know what it is, and like like it's been said, that would definitely need to come down come out in the conversation because see a lot of times me and we love with we, we love with the obvious. We show our love with the obvious. The obvious is, you know, I pay the bills, I pay the you know, pay the kind of you get your hair and nails done, I work hard, you know, I cut the grass. That's the obvious. And maybe it is that we do those things, but you know, there's there's two things. And have you ever uh read that book, Five Love Languages? If you haven't, I believe it's a great roadmap. Um, yep. To, to understanding. Yeah, great. So, yeah. if you know what our love language is, then you know make sure that you're speaking to that. And if you believe that you're doing that, and not just believe that you're doing it, if she's saying that, you know, uh, that you are, she's giving you that confirmation that she's being loved by you, that she has no complaints. You know, then yeah, that that's when I think you have the the right to to set some things back in order. That could yeah. come behind. You know, uh, communicating with her. Let's go back to a Christian standpoint. That's a, that's let's let's a go great back point. to the Christian but, standpoint. But, but hold on, hold on, hold on, Trent. I want to go back to the to the Valentine's Day because you got to look, though. You went out and bought a purse, and I think somebody mentioned it that if your if your if your mate if you haven't seen the you should know by then what they're into. That goes back to the love languages. I so agree. Couldn't have said it no. better, Darren. That you have to you have to find out how to love someone. Or what what is their their love language? Even down to your wife. And I hope she doesn't mind me saying this. I gift her. I gifted her a life language assessment, which is totally based on communication. And she called me in tears in tears after taking it and reading about herself is so much you know you know the pain the past that she's been through it's like darren said i don't know if you were on earlier 
you have to you you you've taken on and now you gotta fight through that pain. You gotta make her comfortable. You gotta you gotta learn her love language and her life language as well. What has brought her to this? And she has to do the same for you. Exactly. And I was gonna already say that let's not make this a one sided thing here because everybody has responsibility in the relationship. It's not just just because the just because Bo is a king or Trent's a king or Darren is a king, that does not mean that everybody does not partake in the responsibility. Let's just be honest. Let's be fair here. Right, right. So that's why I said she go, has to do the same right. for you. So let's go back to if we're actually studying that Bible together, let's go back to the Christian ways. If they're both studying that Bible together, that's where the love language begins, not with a book. And I've read that book through and through. Like a matter of fact, it's on my nightstand. But let's go back to the real love language and how everything is structured. So when both say, well, hey, listen, I'm sorry, I'm on both sides. But when both says, hey, why are you going to take him out? Just leave him here. Both speaking a language. He's speaking a language. But whose language? But whose language? If they're if they're going along with that Bible, because she's speaking because, his language, you, and he's here's the hers. important part. They both they both were, and this is what I don't want us to miss, you guys, because that's why I brought up. They both were doing the right thing, but get but look what happened. It 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 turned into a separation because nobody stopped to to get some understanding and leave the ego, like you said, at the door. What is this really about? Which goes back to Darren. What Darren said, it's not about the. Ba- he didn't say it in this, this this way. It's not really about the baby going out and in the cold. It's not really about that. What else is going on that you guys need to sit naked and talk? And when I say naked, I'm going back to what Trish said. When you, what is it? What is it that key, is keeping you two from truly connecting and feeling safe in your vulnerability? Okay, well, you know what, Tammy, I'm going to answer that question for you because we did talk, you know what I mean? And, I hope you know, like got I said, permission from your wife before you're doing all this because I told you she's uh-huh. on this phone. No, <laughs> she's listening I mean, to this I mean, this is, this, is not, this is not, you know, something that, you know, we keep serious because we talk openly, you know what I mean? Okay. And she, she just told me, you know, she said, well, Bo, you know, um, being that you, you know, you, the oxygen and this, that, and the other, and sleep apnea and all that stuff, you know, I fear that I'm going to leave you here with the baby and you'll go to sleep. He get into something and you don't hear him because you sleep. You sleep hard. You know, that's one of her fears. Okay. Um, um, I understood what she was saying there. You know, uh, since then, you know what I mean, I have been dealing a little better with this, the apnea and whatnot. And, Paying more close attention, you know, trying to eat right and, you know, do the things that I need to do uh, to keep myself, you know, on the upbeat tempo, just so that I could be, you know, a better father to him, you know, and, you know, and whatnot, so forth. I'm 47 year old with a one year old. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so you know what I mean? It's like starting all over. Yeah. How be ever, that's my baby. You know what I mean? And I don't want her to feel um, that she can't depend on me when it comes to him. You know, and that's the blow that I'm taking. I'm feel I'm feeling, you know, rejected because of of my my emotional, not my emotional, physical, physical status of being right. 
right now, or you know, and, you know what I mean. And I want to, you know, I want to play a larger part in his life. If if I'm going out to work, you know what I mean, and I see him five minutes, then I come in and I see him twenty minutes, then I don't see him because the next day something missing. You know what I mean? And and then every, and again every time, you know, there's no there's no structured time for me to spend with him because every day he's with mom at any given time, all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. so that's the that's that's what that's a good stuff. My heart my heart bleeds for this because then I'm gonna tell you and again that warrior spirit comes out of Bo. He still wanna be the protector of all parties involved. And I was in a similar situation like this with my eleven year old who I had to actually put back on a plane and send her back to, to Texas. That warrior in you still want to protect, even though you have those ailments. You still, you're still in the fight. I, I resonate with this. I, I connect with this because you're there, completely naked. You, you, you're completely naked, even though folks don't see you naked here. But I'm seeing you here. You still have that warrior spirit, even though you have those ailments. I don't think nobody's getting that. You know, and that's what yeah, we talk yeah, about when we talk about a love language. Chet, let me say this. We, I, I, I do get it. Again, I, I, I really put focus on they both were, in this particular case, because we can't, we can't sum this up uh, with just one situation. But in this situation, I wanted I him and he and his wife to understand that they both meant good towards each other, but they both are, are so caught up in other things and themselves, both of them, until they are missing what got them together, what got them together, what will, what will keep them together. You got to put the baby aside. You got to put the jobs aside, what you have, what you don't have. Are you two enough for each other to deal with that? Because it's like this. At the end of the day, and I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sum this up like this: You should be so into your man or your woman until, if you become homeless, you're gonna do homeless so good, so good, till you almost want to be it again, just so, just so that we could go through this one more time. Because it should build you. But when, when we get to a point where whether you take the baby out or the baby stays here is makes us feel some kind of way or go through some kind of struggle, then that's what I mean. It's bigger than that. It's 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 mm-hmm. way bigger than that. And and that means it's time for a sit down, a true conversation. First of all, do we want this? What is this and do we want it? Where where are we now opposed to where how we started out? How do we get back on track to where we both want to be vulnerable to each other? And how do we keep that vulnerability? How do we not let things like this escalate? And the way the reason they do is because you've let something else go. You have unresolved issues in your marriage. The baby is just just extra. If if the baby goes out or stays in, it's extra. So it is it it it's it's both. It's it's not ever just one one person. Not ever. Right. Not ever. And so well, I want to say this, and then I, I'm going to go. I want to say this, and I'm going to go. But Bo and uh, and, uh, and Brian, uh, 
you guys' transparency has been real good. It's good to know that um, Darren, I'm sorry, I called him Brian, Darren, you guys' transparency um, is excellent. I wish there was another brother, you know, enough of us brothers out there that would actually um, do this transparency thing. And Tammy, such a great show. I thought I'd come in when I didn't hear Rodney in here, but it looked like you had a whole bunch of support here tonight, and these are some strong brothers. So that's good stuff there, man. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you, too. Well, you know, it, it, no it, you guys, it doesn't have to be – all it takes is a few to start um, anything. And I and I know we as women, I'm going to say this, and then I'd like for everybody to just kind of – Trent, I guess you just said, George, but if you want to chime back in, feel free to do so. Um, to me, we need brothers to connect. So, like, even what with Darren doing the singles ministry, you know, take it to another level, Darren, where it's, and maybe you're already doing that, where brothers are connecting and building each other so that when they go back, and because I, I think we don't do enough of talking, you have to know who to talk to and seek that advice from, seek wise counsel for sure. But there's not enough talking like with, with, with Bo did, what Bo did tonight. I commend you. Number one, it, it you put you are you are being vulnerable and knowing that your wife is on this this line, you are speaking out. But I I pray that you go and speak to her as well and that she is accepting of your conversation and open to it with no egos in front of her with 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 a clean sheet of paper for you with a do over because we don't need any more people that have connected to disconnect unless you feel like the connection was wrong from the beginning. And I don't think you guys feel that way. That's totally up to you guys. So I thank you for your transparency here tonight. And I hope and I pray that you guys get it together. And the same thing I offered to Tasha, I'd like to offer to you. She took the assessment, and I hope that she allowed you to read her assessment. If she hasn't, I need you to read it. Okay. Because okay. you have do. to have an understanding of her, and so does she. So if you would like to take it, I will give it to you for free as well. Okay. Well, you can send me so, email to me. Okay. Dan, final words. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, final words. Uh, I do uh, want to, again, piggyback off. I'd like the, the brother gave a compliment. I'd like to give him one to Bo uh, for being able to put sensitive information out there, you know, like that. And, uh, you know, man, I'm going to be praying uh, with and for you guys, you know, but my main thing is to find find you a Jethro, you know, in your, that, that could give you the wisdom on how to uh, judge your household, you know. Uh, the same thing that um, um, Moses needed. You know, I asked God a long time ago, you know, Moses was the only man that went up to the mountain on Mount Sinai. He would go and he would be gone for weeks at a time. And he would be in the presence of God. And, and all this stuff he was telling them, he gave them the, the uh, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments and everything. He would tell them what's going on with the people. But when it came to a certain time, he would say, you know, there will be a time where he would sit down and listen to the complaints of the people. And one day right. his father-in-law Jethro came and said, Moses, what are you doing? He said, well, it's time for me to listen to the people now. And basically, he said, man, you're going to kill yourself and you're going to wear the people out. You're frustrating the people because you're doing this by yourself. You're going to need to find men uh, with that have like passion uh, that you have 
some and uh, give them according to their ability to manage. And he says some thirty, some sixty, some a hundred. That's where we get that from when we when you hear that in the offering time. So I just thought I'd throw that out there. So he was talking about your ability to manage you know, people. So I asked God, I said, Why do you why 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 you didn't tell Moses that he up there spending all these weeks over here with you in your face and you couldn't tell him that? He said, I will never have one man uh feeling or believing that he's self sufficient. That's why the brother then he took me to the scripture that we know in part and we speak in part. Only have part of it. So even as you judge your household, you only have part of what you need to know. Even though that part is right, it is not the sum total of what's available. So you need right. that again, you need that trend in your life, somebody that's gonna be able to say, Man, you're doing it wrong. You know, man, you're not that's that's not what what that's not what's happening. And you gotta be okay. You know, if he calls you a nigger, you're doing nigger things, man. You need to cut that mess out, and you need to do it like that. And you not get ready to put your hands up and ready to fight and be like, okay, well, bro, man, I'm hearing you, man, but I don't, I mean, help me understand. Then we can sit down at that point, you making yourself vulnerable to a trend, you know, or, or, or another brother, that's the name that sticks out to me uh, from being on this call, that you can trust that's going to help mold you because, again, I would have conversations that's asking you about your background because I don't know, you know, did, was you raised by a father? You know, did he have a healthy perspective of life? You know, I had a father in my life, but, you know, shoot, I, I thought he hated me all my life till I got to be about 28. So, you know, because he didn't know how to love me. You know, he's a hard man. He taught me how to hustle, but he didn't know, he couldn't teach me how to love a woman or nurture a woman. And I would ask you to first even start off with go and look up the word husband to see what that really means. Part of that also means fatherhood. Part of that also means to cultivate, you know, to grow. You know, and if she's not, if you're not growing her, then that's an issue for, you know, at you. And, I'm, I'm again, I, I don't know your household, so I don't know what's going on. But I, from a man's perspective, I am just want to challenge you first to deal with you before you try to deal with her. Deal with your issues. Every time you go to God, he's going to be, you can't take her to, to, to God without him dealing with you. He ain't, he ain't even going to address what's wrong with her to you until you admit what's wrong with you. And you accept that. And he'll bring a trend into your life to tell you what's wrong with you. And then those things that are going on with her will dissipate. And this is why, and I'm going to be quiet, because women by nature are receivers. They receive and reproduce. That's who they are. Whatever we give, they reproduce it in a bigger manner. Whether it was good or evil, let's give you an example. If you give a wife some money, you know, to give you groceries, you give her groceries to give you food, you give her a house to give her a home, you give her a seed from your body, she gives you a child. But all of that, she takes in and she reproduces it, she makes it better or she makes it bigger. So whatever it is that you're giving her, she's just emulating what it is that you're giving her. That's all. If it's whether it's nothing, because <laughs> that's still giving her something. I don't. Again, I don't know. Or you you just giving her what you what you know, and what you know again may be may just be a slice of the pie and not enough a slice to get her full of what she needs. You just got a slice. You need a Trent to give you a little bit more of the pie. You need a Ron to give you a little bit more of the pie. You know you need a Darren to give you a bit more of the pie. So your pie is getting bigger and she's full because she's always eating. You always got something to serve her. Now on the seventeenth we're going to be at uh, again um, that's this Saturday. At Perion, twenty-eight eighteen Coleman. Perion is spelled P-E-R-I-G, 
N O N S. Perrion's like the champagne on um it's a uh lounge, it's a restaurant and lounge. Uh really nice area, seven o'clock excuse me, five. We'll probably be there from five to seven. It might go over. Um, but it's it's free to get in and uh you can just you know, whatever you wanna eat or drink or whatever. They got a full cash bar and um they got great food. So, you know, steak, lobster, whatever. They got really, really good food. So uh, come out, hang out. If you want to come, you can look me up on Facebook at Darren Tate. If you want to uh, be added to our singles group, you can. Uh, the sing- you can just uh, inbox me at Darren Tate, or if you, if you can't find me on Facebook, and my name is D-A-R-R-E-N, you can get to me through my good buddy, Tammy. And uh, Tammy will know how to get in contact with me, and I'll be glad to uh, add you in, and you guys come out and hang out with it. Trent, man, uh, you feel like a brother that I've never met. Man, it's a pleasure. Got a chance to hear, uh, Ron. Um, it was a pleasure. Tammy, thank you for allowing me to hang out with you guys tonight, and I look forward to doing it again in the near future. Great will pleasure, do. Hey, Darren, real great, quick, great, will great you pleasure. add me to? Will you add me to that group? Because I didn't. The message I sent you, I don't recall unless I missed it. I don't think I got anything back from you. Just asking you, was it a page or any, you know, something that you had created? I don't think I'm a part of it. Every now and then, I'll just run across something that you posted about the single thing. So if you don't mind, add me to it or send me the link. I got a quick, I got a quick question for uh, for for Darren. You guys, you guys are gonna have speakers at this event. Uh, I have no, no. We're just gonna talk, but I do have um, my life coach, who's a uh, relational therapist, uh, Pat Banton. Uh-huh. You heard him before, Tammy. Uh, he was on the call with us once before. Yeah, I heard him before. Uh huh. Yeah, really good, really good. So, uh, yeah. Well, at, at, at one of these events, yeah, at one of these events, um, I'm sure you do these all all the time. Um, actually, Anthony and I run an actually online station. That services over 150,000 people. We'll broadcast that for free. So wow. I'll connect and I'll connect and we'll we'll actually make that work to where we could actually uh, broadcast that to the masses. So yeah. maybe y'all connect maybe y'all anyway, Trent, because Darren does music and all that as well. So maybe you guys. Oh, just, is that right? I, I tagged you guys in a post, so maybe you guys can connect and then okay. Bo as well. Um, because they're not that far. I keep trying to get him down here, so maybe that will be a reason for him to get down here uh, finally. Um, and, that, Bo, I just want to tell you, love, you know, Tasha's my cousin, but I told Tasha just a few days ago that I I, I love you as well, and I love y'all together, and, and I'm just going to shoot it straight out there. Y'all need to get y'all shit together. Since you put it it's out there, done. I'm just going to go and say, it's y'all need to get yeah, it together. Done. Y'all, you guys, not just you, you both. And, and she, since she's listening, I mean, and we're here for you. I'm here for you. You got two brothers there as well now. And uh, I think everything will be good. So I'm so thankful for this show, and I'm so thankful that you called in because, like I said, it was it, it takes a lot to be vulnerable to people you don't know. So That's That's big up to you, my brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, brother, so much. Um, you, know, you know, I'll listen. You know what I mean? I will listen. If a rat peeing on cotton, I'm going to listen. <laughs> there it and, is. Um, real, quick, <laughs> real quickly, you gentlemen, y'all can look me up also, Bo Jackson on Facebook. And I also have uh, an organization um, that we, you know, help kids. It's called Tighten Up Ministries. Um, also on Facebook. 
That's Tighten Up Ministry. Um, and yeah, I I've, I've actually seen I've seen Tammy tag you in things, Bo. So I'm familiar. Bo Jackson is your last name, right? Jackson, right? Yeah, Jackson is my last name. Yeah, I've, I've read I've read some things. Very positive. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very familiar. Yep. Yes, sir, Trent. So I appreciate you, Trent. I appreciate you, Darren. Tammy, as always, you're looking like Mary Haley. Thank you all for, for hanging out with me all this time. Um we've gone over again, but I really do thank you all. Trent, thank you, Darren, thank you. Both oh, thank good. you and to all of you who are still out there hanging right there with us. Um we'll see you next Monday. Have a great, great night and um uh, be the change you want to see. That's my last message. Be the change that you want to see in the world and to and in others. And it will happen. All right. Have a good night. I'm able to carry